and welcome to the Stoop Kid Stories Podcast. I am your virtual best friend and favorite Stoop Kid, Melly. I am so excited to share my stories with you. So make sure you tell your friends, make sure you tell your best friends, make sure you tell your best friend's best friend. Wait, that would be you. <laughs> well, make sure you tell everyone to check out this podcast so they can enjoy the stories too. Enough of me talking. Let's get on with the story. Let's go. Hey, my Stoop Kids, and welcome to episode seven of the Stoop Kid Stories podcast. Woo-woo. This story will be in two parts, so make sure at the end of this episode, you continue to listen to episode eight to hear the whole story. But I have a question before we start. Have you ever been treated differently because you looked different from your friends? Have you ever felt like you didn't belong because of the color of your skin? Well, this episode is going to talk about something called microaggressions. Basically, a microaggression is when someone says or does something mean or negative towards someone based on their differences like race, gender, or religion. Have you ever treated someone, you know, badly because they were different from you? Even if the person didn't mean it, I want you to know that words still hurt. And today, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. My friend, McKinley Dorothy Irene Brown. But for short, we'll just call her Mickey. Mickey was a 7th grader who lived right outside of the city in a small suburb with her mom, dad, and baby brother Booker. Her mom was a pediatrician, a fancy word for a kid doctor, and her dad was a lawyer. Life was good for them. Very good. Mickey was the president of her middle school student government association, and she volunteered after school with her friends in a club called BARK, which stood for Bring Animals Relief Crew. They spelled crew with a K because they thought it would be cool. (laughs) Mickey was super active in and out of school. Straight A's and straight hair, a diverse interest in books as well as a diverse group of friends. She was one of the most popular girls in school. Also, a lot of kids in her class knew her family very well because her mom was their pediatrician. And even though her dad was a lawyer, he was always at the PTA conferences and at all the basketball games. The Browns were popping. Mickey always sat with her two best friends, Hazel and Rita. Hazel was white, and Rita was Latina. Her parents were from Puerto Rico and Cuba. Even though Rita identified as Latina, she looked more like Hazel than Mickey. The three girls did everything together. Most of the time, they wore their hair the same way, straight back with the middle part with sparkly bobby pins on the side, or a high ponytail with a cute scrunchie. One day, Mickey came to school after getting her hair freshly washed and blow-dried with two French braids. Oh, Mickey, I love those braids. Could you do my hair like that? My mom never braids my hair, Hazel said. Yeah, girl, I got you. I've been braiding hair since I was six, so it'll only take me two seconds. Mickey stood behind Hazel, parted her hair down the middle with her pinky finger, and started to braid it. Mickey learned how to braid from her god sister at an early age. They would sit on their stoop and braid hair all the time for the kids in their neighborhood. Mickey finished one braid and started to braid the other side. 
But before she could finish the second braid, the first braid had already come undone. Uh, Mickey, the braid is coming undone, Hazel said. Mickey was confused because when her hair is braided, the ends normally stay together and don't fall out easily. She rebraided her hair and it still continued to come undone. It's okay, Hazel. I have rubber bands in my book bag. I can just put them on the ends so they stay, Mickey said. She grabbed two rubber bands and tied them to the ends of Hazel's hair. Hazel grabbed her phone and opened it to the camera and smiled. She said, OMG, Mickey, I feel so lit, like, like a rapper from an old music video in the 90s. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Anytime, Mickey said. Rita saw the pretty braids and wanted her hair braided too. Her hair texture was similar to Hazel's, so Mickey had to use rubber bands on the ends of Rita's hair too. The three walked down the hallway looking fly with their fresh braids in. They felt so cool. A student from the other end of the hallway said, Y'all look so ghetto! And laughed. Mickey yelled, No we don't! You're just jealous that you don't know how to braid. And the girls laughed and went to class. After school, one of Mickey's teachers came up to her and said, Hey McKinley, Black History Month starts next week and we would love for you to give a speech on behalf of SGA. As president, I think it would be good for the student body to hear from someone like you. Sure, what would you like me to talk about? Mickey asked. I don't know, maybe about your experiences as a young black girl. You know, what trials and tribulations you might have had growing up and how you've overcome them. I know your family is very successful, but I'm sure there have been hard times on your end, right? The teacher asked. Mickey stopped and had to think for a second. Well, I remember when we went to Paris last year. My mom accidentally got us coach plane tickets instead of first class tickets. We've never sat in coach before, and we fly out of the country every year. <laughs> it didn't bother me much, but my dad was unhappy, Mickey said. The teacher looked perplexed at what Mickey was saying. Well, I'm sure you would deliver a great speech. Looking forward to hearing it next week, her teacher said. Soon after, Mickey's mom pulled up in her shiny black Lexus with her brother already in the back of the car. Hurry up, slow pole, we're going to miss Dad's award ceremony, her brother Booker yelled out of the window. Mickey rushed over to the car and they drove downtown to their home church, where their dad was receiving the Distinguished Leader of the Community Award for his leadership in their county and his brother-to-brother -brother mentorship program he started a couple years back. When they arrived, Mickey's dad was standing outside waiting to greet them. You look great, Daddy, Mickey said. Thanks, Pumpkin, he responded. What are you going to say when you receive your award, Daddy? Mickey asked. You know, I'm not sure. I think I might just speak from the heart. That's where the truth lives, you know, what you're really feeling, her dad said, and the family walked inside. The ceremony started and one by one, awards were given to various people who were being honored that night. This next award goes to a man of honor, a family man and a giver to his community. He works day in and day out to make sure our community thrives and that our children will be on the road to a bright future. 
We are pleased to give the Distinguished Leader of the Community Award to Mr. Sean Brown. The room erupted in applause. Mickey and Booker both stood on their chairs and screamed, Yay, Daddy, go, Daddy! While their mom smiled from ear to ear. It was a joyous moment for all of them. Their dad stepped up to the microphone and proceeded to say, Thank you. Thank you all so much for this honor. I want to first thank the man upstairs for giving me the vision and foresight to lead my community. To my family, my wife and kids, I hope to always make you proud and to always be a beacon of light in your life. I wouldn't be here without your support and love. I'm a black man, a black lawyer, you may look at me and think that I have it all together, but the cries in my community do not fall deaf on me. I see what's happening all around our county, our country, our world, and it is my goal to continue to push for change and lead our younger generation to be the best leaders they can be. To show them what life can be without giving into what they know as the street life or what we call the fast life. And sometimes that's all they know. I see our younger generation crying for help, for people to listen and care and show up for them. I will continue to show up for them, to teach them, to laugh and cry with them. I'm a leader in this community because you all trust me to lead and I thank you. Thank you for this honor. I will continue to fight for our kids by any means necessary. The audience applauded again and saluted him, and Mickey's dad went back to his seat and the rest of the ceremony continued. On the car ride home, Mickey was staring out the window and thinking. She tapped her dad on the shoulder as he sat in the driver's seat and said, Daddy, I really liked your speech tonight. Can I ask you something? Oh, well, thank you, Pumpkin. What's up? What's on your mind? Her dad responded. So my teacher asked me to give a speech next week for the beginning of Black History Month, and I don't really know what to say. Her dad paused for a moment and then said, Well, what do you want to say? I'm not sure. I don't think I really have much to say, Mickey said. You can always speak from the heart. Like I said, that's where your truth lives. It doesn't have to be grand or super eloquent. You can speak on why it's important that we must celebrate black lives this month and not only this month, but every day, her dad said. Mickey sat there quietly. When they got home, Mickey went to her parents' room and sat on their bed. There were so many pictures of her mom and dad from the 80s and 90s. Her dad wore this big afro in all the pictures and her mom had various hairstyles from cornrows to an afro to individual twists with shiny beads on them. This made Mickey think about the way she wears her hair now. Straight, just like her two best friends at school. No one in her school ever wore braids or a fro or anything like that. Mickey's mom walked into the room and said, Everything all right, babe? Mickey continued to stare at the pictures and said, Mommy, how come I never wear my hair in a fro like you in this picture? Mickey's mom looked at her and sat next to her on the bed. I remember when you were in second grade. Some kids in your class teased you at a pool party because when you jumped in the pool, your hair went from straight to beautiful coils in a matter of seconds. Do you remember that? Mickey nodded her head yes. 
I didn't want to see you go through that hurt of being judged by your hair or judged by anything that makes you you. And I know how much you love to match with Hazel and Rita, so I figured just keeping your hair pressed will make it all better. Mickey ran her fingers through her straight hair, looked at her mom's curly puffball bun, and said, Mom, do you think for my speech I can wear my hair with my natural curls? I don't want to straighten it. Her mom looked at her and said, Sure thing. Another day at school came, and Mickey sat with her two favorite girls. All three of them had their hair pulled back in a high ponytail that day. O-M-G. You guys, remember that time we played that epic game of hide-and-go-seek at my house and the power went out? Rita said. <laughs> yeah, and we had to run around and try to find Mickey because we couldn't see her in the dark. <laughs> Hazel said while she laughed. The two girls continued laughing and Mickey just sat there. That's not funny, Hazel, Mickey said. Oh, come on. It was a joke. Lighten up, Hazel said. Yeah, Mickey, she didn't mean it, Rita said. I know, but that's just not funny to me, Mickey said. Mickey slightly felt uncomfortable, and it might have been the first time she ever realized she was different. So, Mick, are you still going to speak at the assembly next week? I still don't understand why we have a Black History Month, Hazel asked. Yeah, I am. Having a Black History Month is important. It's a time where we get to celebrate all the great accomplishments of black people throughout the years. A lot of things that we have now is because of black people, honestly, Mickey said. Yeah, we wouldn't have Beyonce or the Wobble without them, <laughs> Rita said. But why do we need to highlight that? White people have done a lot, and we don't have a White History Month, Hazel said. Well, that's because we celebrate white people every day. Look on the walls in the hallway. I don't see any black people in the posters or even in our textbooks. And we've done more than the wobble, Rita, Mickey said. She was getting slightly annoyed that her friends weren't understanding the importance of Black History Month. So what are you going to talk about? Asked Hazel. Mickey looked at her two friends and said, you know... I'm still not sure. The end. Listen, I am so happy that McKinley said yes to speaking at her assembly for Black History Month. I think it's so important that we learn and embrace each other's cultures. Make sure you turn into the next episode so you can hear how everything ends. Till next time, thanks for listening. Bye!